friends. Welcome to episode 155 of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. I'm your host, Emily. Thank you for joining me again for another week. Happy to have you here. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. So happy you tuned in. And if you're a loyal queendom, the best listening community in all of podcasts, our queendom has been amazing for the past three years. Thank you for tuning in once again. I appreciate you being here. Really love Queendom's support. If you don't know, the show is ending next week. We're we're in the final countdown, everyone. New York City K-Pop Queens podcast will be coming to a close next week. It'll be three years exactly since we started the show. 156 episodes in 156 weeks. It's time to move on. As most of you know, Charity is no longer recording, but this was a decision that we made together that it was time to move forward. And I'm going to be launching my own show. So if you enjoy listening to me talk about K-pop, don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to pick up where this one left off. Little different format, some fun things, some things fans have been asking for. It's going to be amazing. But that's not for another couple weeks. This show is still going on. We still have reviews to get to. So tonight, I'm going to review the latest comeback from Espa. I have a review from One Us. I spoke a lot about how One Us really got me at WeBridge in Las Vegas. I thought they were very impressive. And now we have a new comeback. So I'm going to give you my full review on that. And a full review of Icon. Icon is back. It's the first time under their new label. I'll let you know what I think of that project. Plus, we've got some K-pop news, song of the week. It's going to be a fun show. So let's get to it. Lots to talk about. Um, If you want to vote in our poll questions, every week I post poll questions on Twitter just to pick the queendom's brain. Your opinions are important to me. So if you want to participate, make sure you're following us, NYC K-pop queens on Twitter and Instagram. There's going to be a lot of poll questions for our last episode next week. So please, as you're listening to this, check Twitter. I'm going to be posting a lot over the weekend and early next week. So get ready. That last episode's creeping up and uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun poll questions for you. But let's get to this week's poll questions. So last week I reviewed Extraordinary Heroes. I thought it was a really interesting new release, but I wasn't crazy about the single Freaking Bad. And I'm absolutely in love with their song, Good Enough. So I made the statement that I would have made Good Enough the single. And I think that's where the money should be pushing. Like this, this is a great song. So of course I had to ask you your opinion. Should Good Enough have been the single instead of freaking bad? 67% of you, Queendom, agreed with me. Good Enough should have been the single. But 33% of you said no. You thought freaking bad was the right choice. Totally understand. Um, As one listener said, Stray Mama Yo-Yo on Twitter said, I love, love, love good enough, but I think the single needs to represent their main style. Interesting point. Thank you so much for sharing your opinion. I can totally see that. Moving on to the next poll question. Which one of these comebacks are you most excited to hear me review this week? One Us, Espa, or Icon? There's something for everyone. This is going to be a really fun week musically. And this result didn't surprise me. One Us and Espa were tied with 38% each. But Icon, a lot of Iconics, 24%. So this was a pretty even vote. 
fans are excited about all these comebacks. I'm excited about them. So I'm with you. And then the last poll question, how would you grade ESPA's long-awaited comeback? They had to push back their comeback. There was a lot happening, obviously, at SM Entertainment, their label. And I feel like for fans, it's been a long time. And you've been watching all these other girl groups kill it and have comeback after comeback and really successful debuts. So we've been waiting a long time for this one. Here's how you, the queendom, graded the comeback. 53% of you gave it an A. 24% gave it a B. 18% gave it a C. And 5% chose D or F. Didn't like it. So over 50% of you think it's A, think it's a great comeback. I'm going to give you my opinion here in a few minutes on what grade I would give Espa's Long awaited comeback, the mini album, My World. But first, let's get to some Queendom shout outs. I see where you're listening from every week, and I just want to say thank you so much. We have listeners from all over the world. It's been a really exciting experience for both Charity and I to realize people are listening. We're not just talking to each other, or now that I'm doing solo shows, talking to myself. There's people out there listening from all over the world, and we all share a love of music and a love of K pop. It's special, this community is special, and it's one of the things I'm most proud of with the podcast over the past three years is building this listening community and connecting with so many of you from all over the world. So, Queendom shoutouts, Birmingham, Michigan, Portland, Oregon, Houston, Texas, Glendale, California, Knoxville, Tennessee, Wake Forest, North Carolina. Our international Queendom shows up every week. Huge shout out. Toronto, Ontario, Madrid, Spain, London, England, Buenos Aires, Argentina, Baghdad, Iraq, and Seoul, Korea, the motherland. I see you listening every week in Seoul. Thank you so much. Not sure who it is, but we have a nice listener base in Seoul, Korea, the motherland for K-pop, and that means the world. So thank you so much for tuning in every week. Next week, Last episode ever, there's going to be a lot of Queendom shout outs. So if you'd like to hear your name read off, make sure you slide into the DMs. You can do it on Twitter or Instagram. Let me know your name and where you're from, especially if like I haven't given you a shout out on the podcast before, but you're a longtime listener. Now's the time. The show is ending. So please, please, please reach out. I want next week to be a celebration for all of us and include as many of you as possible. So it's time for a final Queendom shout out next week. But let's get to the music. It's not the last episode yet, and I have reviews to do. Amazing K-pop music this week. We're going to start with Aespa. So if you're not familiar with the four women of Aespa, it's a girl group that debuted on SM in 2020. They came out and just slayed. I kind of looked at them as the heir apparent to Blackpink. They're badasses. They're beautiful. Very unique. Powerful sound. No one, no one can forget Next Level, the choreography, the song. It was just a massive debut. They're finally back. The mini album is called My World, the third mini album. They gave us six songs, and the single is spicy. Okay, this one has that hard, heavy SMB. It fits like, okay, yeah, this is Aspa. Attitude out the gate. I would expect nothing less from these four. I will say it's a little brighter, though. You still have that heavy bass, but it's a brighter sound. There's a brighter texture here that's nice. A little bit different. I don't love the melody in the first part of that priest chorus, kind of the beginning of the chorus. It just doesn't hit for me. 
But in the main chorus towards the end, it's so nice. The chords there are so nice. It's a great sound. And I feel like from that point, the song really takes off. Bridge breakdown, really fun, very cool, interesting. And I love the lyrics. I'm too spicy for you. This is, you know, badass girl power message. I'm too spicy for you. I love it. It's sassy. It's fun. And I feel like it really fits Espa and their sound, their look, their vibe. Great ad libs at the end. Ning Ning and Winter, they knock it out of the park every time. Vocalists in this group, so talented. Espa's back. I'm so happy to have this Espa back. I was worried. I was worried about what this comeback was going to be. You know, the story around it was that Lee Suman wanted them to sing songs about sustainability and trees because he had a deal with like a government official in sustainability. And there was a lot going on behind the scenes and they redid their comeback songs. And I think they redid a lot of the album. So I was worried. I'm sure a lot of other Espa fans were a little bit concerned. This is good. It's good. I like it. It works. Now I want to talk about this music video because Espa, they're like American college girls. Looks like this was filmed in California. I'm going to take a wild guess. This this looks like it was filmed in LA. Love the attitude with the opening. There's a part where they go, "Uh uh-oh. And Karina does this little shoulder move, leading her team, kind of leader of the pack, getting out of this convertible. She lets you know, like the it girls are back. Serving notice. We're here. Styling is cute and young at the start, but I also really like the bad girl black outfits. I thought those were great. They they look great. I will say when it comes to styling though, those ending outfits are my fave. The bright colored hair that matches the outfits like green and blue and pink, really a great look. And I thought all four of them, their looks were stunning. I loved that visual. I would have liked to see more of that. My only nitpick thing was Karina had pink hair and there was already pink hair. So I would have liked to maybe put her in purple. It felt like she kind of didn't totally fit in with the other three members with her look. However, I loved her look. I thought the pink hair on her was really dope. She looks amazing. Let's talk about the choreography because I mentioned Next Level, how iconic that choreography is. And they always have fun choreography. This choreography I like, but I don't love it. I don't love it. And I think maybe because the song is really sassy, I wanted something a little spicier for the choreography. I'm also not in love with Karina's blonde hair. I think Winter, Ning Ning, Giselle, they look great for this comeback. And I usually like blonde hair on idols. You guys know that. Like that's that's my kryptonite. <laughs> blonde hair on idols. Nine times out of ten, they look amazing. For Karina, I don't think the tone of this blonde really works for her. I would have liked to see another color or just keep it black. So that's just kind of my nitpicky things. I thought the video was fun. This works. This comeback is good. It works. This isn't my favorite single they've ever done, but it's not bad. So like as a single, as a comeback, I would give Spicy a B. I think it's good. I think this is good. Now I want to talk about the album because they gave us some really interesting songs. They did six songs and there's a lot of good stuff on the album. My album picks are Welcome to My World, I'm Unhappy, Until We Meet Again. Welcome to My World, it's so pretty and creepy and interesting. It's perfect for their storyline. 
And the vocal delivery is so, so good on this one. I'm just going to be honest. My favorite fourth gen girl group vocalists are in this group. And I get it. Like Enmix are super talented. They can sing. But Winter and Ning Ning are lethal. They're a lethal combo. Different tones, different texture to their voices. It's so, so good. Welcome to My World sounds like a score from like a sci-fi movie. It's that epic. Seriously, shout out to everyone who worked on this song. It's so cool. It's so different. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's really interesting. It's so, so different from cutesy girl group K-pop that I'm used to hearing. So it's very refreshing. Really refreshing. It's like, cool. I'm in a sci-fi movie now with Espa. This is fun. This is different. It's refreshing. So I loved that song. I liked I'm Unhappy. I think it's clever. Kind of like 17's FML, taking the negative into a positive, and by the end, they're singing I'm Happy. I also just really like the melody of this song. It goes with the tone of Welcome to My World, which, by the way, was the intro song that kind of set it off. This one, I'm Unhappy, is also very cool, futuristic, sci-fi feeling. And again, the vocals are always good. They're going to deliver vocals. And then I also picked the last song on the album, Till We Meet Again. I'm not usually, you know, the ballad person. Charity used to pick a lot of ballads and I wasn't crazy about ballads at the end of the album, but this one has me in my feels. It's a sad song and it's really beautiful. Their vocal delivery is wonderful. And I just like the lyrics and maybe it's because I'm in my feels about the pod ending. It just felt like really appropriate for how I'm feeling this week and going into our last show, you know, till we meet again. When you feel alone, remember the power of music will connect us. That's what this whole podcast has been about, connecting globally over our love for music and our passion for K-pop. So that just felt really pointed (laughs) at how I'm feeling right now about ending the podcast, how I feel about all of you listeners. This song just got me in my feels this week. Till we meet again, I was like, oof, yikes. But yes. Um, so that one connected with me as well. I think this is a good project. Again, I would give it a B. This isn't my favorite, favorite thing Espa's done, but it's so much better than what I was expecting. I was really worried that SM was screwing this up and I'm happy they took the time to re-record and redo the comeback because these girls, they're monsters in K-pop and they deserve to have that kind of great project, great songwriting. I'm happy for them. They also, this is really interesting, being gone for a little longer than the norm, the standard in K-pop, didn't hurt them. They broke the record for girl groups, first day sales in Korea. They sold 1.3 million copies of their new album on the first day. La Seraphim, who I just reviewed, they broke it with 1.02 million. And Blackpink previously held the record with 1.01 million. So Espa came out and they're like, We're going to sell 300,000 more copies on day one. The fans are eating it up, as they should. I love Espa. I think they're so, so talented. What makes them stand apart for me, they're four members. They all look and sound drastically different. So there's that thing where right away, you know who's singing, you know who that is on your screen. And the vocalists are just phenomenal. Lethal Combo. Which brings me to Bias Chat, my Bias and Bias Wrecker and Espa. 
My bias hasn't changed. I'm a Karina girl. I think she's the it girl of the fourth generation. I love her. She's very, she's beautiful, but she's also very bold and confident. I, I love her. She reminds me so much of Young when it comes to being really good looking and all around her with tons of talent and confident. When the lights are on, she's going to perform. I love that attitude. She's my bias forever. My wrecker is Ning Ning. It's still Ning Ning. I love her and her voice resonates with me. I like her tone a lot. I think she's so, so talented. But Giselle and Winter are also great. You really can't go wrong in this group. All four are really talented. They're unique. So I think based on who you are and your preferences, that's who your bias is. I'm here for Espa. I, I love Espa. I'm so excited my last week of reviews that I get to talk about Espa. It's special to talk about a group that you've been reviewing since debut. There's something that I've always really enjoyed about that. So I'm thrilled to talk about Espa. I would give it a B. This is a B plus, a B plus for me. I'm with 24% of the queendom that gave it a B plus. It's a good comeback. Before I move on, I want to play a clip. I want to play a clip. It's time to get sassy. It's time to just be those girls, own it. This is spicy from Espa. They're just too spicy for you. They're letting you know. They're a little too spicy for you. You can't handle them. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is a girl power anthem for the summer. I'm ready for it. I'm getting that summer body ready, you guys. I got a Peloton. I've been on that thing and working hard. Summer is coming. My goal is to be too spicy for everyone. I might get there. I don't know. I don't know if I can be as spicy as Espa, but that's the goal this summer. So I'm going to be listening to this song, riding my bike, <laughs> determined to uh, do the Espa ladies proud. Really, really nice effort. Congratulations, Espa. I'm so happy to have you back. So happy. Love you, ladies, and excited for the next one. Let's keep this positive momentum going. Your fans love you and are here to support you. So shout out to Espa. Congratulations. Lovely comeback. Switching gears, it's time to talk about One Us. If you're not familiar with One Us, they're a five-member boy group that debuted on RBW in 2020. Originally six members, this is the first comeback without Raven. Interesting to see what that's like. You know, when lineups change, it can be really obvious that someone's missing or it's like they never missed a step. Raven produces a lot and writes a lot. So that's also something that's interesting with them coming out with new music. What's it going to sound like? What's the vibe? Like I mentioned in the intro, I recently reviewed their fantastic performance at Rebridge Music Expo. If you want to hear me talk about why I'm now a massive One Us fan, listen to episode 154. This episode, I'm talking about the new music. They released a new EP. It's called Pygmalion. If you don't know what Pygmalion means, there's a king of Cyprus who makes a female figure of ivory that is brought to life for him by Aphrodite. Ooh. The single is called Erase Me. Okay, I love 
the kind of bare start, a lot of focus on vocal delivery, it's really effective. It's a nice way to start off a song. Beat drop happens 24 seconds in. The song ramps up. Juan Woon comes in and just slays it, kills it. Then you have some switch-ups. You have some really cool switch-ups in this song. Things slow down, change tempo again in the chorus. Really dynamic. And I think all these switch-ups work, and it's interesting. It doesn't go where you think it's going to go, which always, I mean, that that can be dangerous. Sometimes it doesn't work, and you're like, ooh, they should have gone up there, or they should have kept up the tempo. I think here it really works. I like these switch-ups. I like this production. Lyrics, this is a heavy one. One Us lyrics, they're about erasing everything. Part of the lyrics say, all the memories burn it down. All of our memories erase me now, black out inside my head. It's very eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where it's so painful. You want all of those memories erased. You want your brain wiped of that experience because it's too painful now that it's over. Interesting philosophical question here, right? Like, would you want that or would you not want that? Um, I remember when that movie came out and watching that movie and thinking about all these things. And I think for me, the answer is I wouldn't do that, even though the pain is unbearable sometimes. Pain can be a teaching tool. And all of those experiences and all that heartbreak, it teaches you a lot. And I think it, in the end, it probably makes you a better person. It gives you empathy. It gives you a different understanding of the human experience that you didn't have going into it. So even when it's hard and you're so heartbroken, I'm still going to take it. I'm going to take that awful heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. That's my answer. Interested in how you guys feel about that. But I love this song. Musically, it's a cool song. Great production. Interesting dynamics. They deliver vocally. And then also these lyrics. It's heavy. It's heavy. These guys are going through it. One Us is going through it on Erase Me. Which brings us to the music video. I love the dance formation at the start of the video. It's really cool. They do interesting dance formations. And they're honestly, when you see them live, they're phenomenal dancers. Their choreography is so hard, athletic, powerful, cool. I was blown away watching them dance at WeBridge. So I like the choreography for this. Great styling. The gray suits are nice. Those black and white outfits are very effective. But I love the makeup. They do this thing with crystals that look like tears. Really smart and cool. It's not just arbitrary crystals on the face like we see in a lot of videos. There's meaning behind this. And I think artistically, from an artistic director's standpoint, there's meaning behind everything in this video and in a lot of their stuff. So it's interesting to see. And I, I just want to say kudos to the team that worked on this because it's paying off. I notice it and it does elicit emotion. Like the ring of fire kind of spark thing is great. The lights are so cool when they're dancing on the steps and you have those lights going off. It's really epic feeling. But I've got to say, Juan Wu is the Jun Wu of this group. If you listen to the podcast, you know what that means. That man dances for his life. He is dancing like the rent was due yesterday. He goes for it so freaking hard. It's impressive. And when you watch them live, he's like that. He's He's got this attitude, like the main dancer is here. All eyes on me, let's go. He's phenomenal. And in this video, he brought it. His energy is just so high. 
awesome performance. I thought all five of them looked very handsome. And the question I brought up at the beginning of the review with Raven not being present, how was it going to affect the group? I honestly think these five work really well together. And I loved Raven. He was one of my bias wreckers. But I really think they haven't missed a step. This lineup really works. And you never know how that's going to pan out. It makes me think about Monster X because Monster X without Wanho and then Shonu when he enlisted, those remaining five members did a lot. And it was phenomenal. That lineup just killed it. So you never know. But I think this lineup's great. I think this One Us is fantastic. Now it's time for my album picks. I liked the intro. I liked Unforgettable. And I liked Haley's Comet. The intro is called Intro Leith, L-E-T-H-E. The instrumental at the beginning, it sounds straight out of Succession. If you watch Succession, listen to the song and tell me that I'm right. <laughs> it's so like heavy and beautiful, beautiful strings, setting the tone for the album. This is heartbreak. This is heavy. They're going through something. You feel it with that intro, and it's just really a stunning, beautiful start. Just like I talked about with Espa, Welcome to My World, One Us does the same thing. They set the tone at the beginning, really powerful. Now I'm going to talk about Unforgettable. It has a sound that transports the listener. A little bit of pop rock vibe here, which I like, you know, the the drums and the beat. It's very pop rock. Love the pre-chorus with Seho and Kunhi. Oh, going back and forth, they sound so good. But wow, does Seho kill that chorus. He's a talent. He can really sing. And I really buy the emotion in their vocal performance. The bridge is powerful. I love an intense build like that. And then Seho, again, just murders it. He's got a high note in this song that he holds out in the bridge. And it's like a full belt. It's not a falsetto. And it's just stunning. Also, Lido, like Lido doesn't get enough credit for his vocals. And he started things off really nicely in this song. I love his tone. It works well. So unforgettable. It's it's unforgettable. It's a great track. And then Haley's Comet. The beginning of this reminds me of Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, I like that sound. I think it's an interesting sound for one us to try. Lido, low tone, starts it off again and kills it. Good formula. Konhi sounds really nice on this one. And it's a sad goodbye song. That, that seems to be the theme. It's like, all these groups, listen, I'm on to you. I know that you're releasing these albums with sad goodbye songs because you know New York City K-pop Queens is ending next week. Thank you. Appreciate it. Got me in my feels. So this one has me in my feels too, but it's just very, very pretty. Well done. I like this comeback. I'm proud of One Us. It's a good comeback. Don't sleep on them. They're super, super talented. And they just gave us another great album, great music, great visuals, just great, great, great. I want to talk about my bias. My bias has changed in this group and it's changed a few times. Every time we reviewed One Us, I feel like somebody else stood out to me and I didn't have a strong bias. Now I do. So after seeing them at WeBridge, Kion Hee is by far my bias. I think he's so charismatic. He's really, really an interesting performer and his personality just shined through so much. He's my bias. And then Lido's my rocker. I get it. I get it, everyone. I get why everyone's obsessed with Lido. Yeah, 
He's great. He's like, he's a silent assassin. You know, he's quiet and reserved and comes alive on the stage. I'm here for it. I'm here for one us. Why don't I play a clip for you so you can hear the new song? This is Erase Me. Well done, Wanas. I like this track. It's good. Yeah. Congratulations. Nice comeback. Keep up that positive momentum. You guys are killing it. I'm proud of you. And I'm excited. I'm excited to really be like a big fan now. You know, it's hard when you review as much music as I do. And we've been doing this podcast for three years. We've reviewed so many groups and so many comebacks and so many debuts that it's hard to have the capacity to be obsessed with and like more than like, what, 10 groups? I would say there's a loose 10 groups that I'm pretty obsessed with. <laughs> but then there's a lot of groups in the middle that you like the music, you like the comeback, but you're not rushing to listen to it again and watching all of their reality shows. I was in that category with One Us. And after I saw them at WeBridge, now they're one of my favorite groups. So if you're not as familiar with them, give them a chance. They're phenomenal. If you ever get to see them live, check them out. They're amazing. So congratulations, One Us. Proud of you. Time to move on, but we're not moving away from One Us. It's my favorite part of the show. Queendom, you know what it is. Bang Time from Stray Kids knows what it is. It's quiz time. It's time for a quiz. This week's quiz, it's about the lovely men of One Us. It's basic. We're going to find out which One Us member are you. If you'd like to play along, there's a link in the description to the podcast you're listening to right now. It'll also be posted on Twitter on Friday, the day the podcast comes out. So play along. Let me know who you got. I love seeing your results. Let's get started. First off, who is your bias? My bias is Konhi. Okay, produce series versus mix nine. So did you like produce? Did you like mix nine or haven't watched either? I'm going to be honest. I have not watched either. Which big four company has most of your favorite groups and soloists? JYP, YG, HYBE, or SM? That's hard, but Stray Kids' favorite group. Stray Kids and Monster X are my favorite groups. So JYP's, and then obviously Monster X is not a big four. But I'm going to go with, if we're talking about across the board, the label that I think has the best groups and soloists and just I personally vibe with, it's SM. What is your hobby? Drawing, questioning life, (laughs) playing sports, cooking, listening to music, or watching movies. You know what mine is. It's, It's listening to music. It's my favorite hobby. Music is my biggest passion. That's it. Okay, what is something that you hate? Spicy food, vegetables, Random moments of silence, getting dirty slash wet, or going outside. (laughs) This is a fun quiz. Um, Honestly, I don't hate any of those things. 
I, I'm happy. I'm fine with all of that. So I'll put, maybe I'll put spicy food, like food that has ingredients that make me sick, but genuinely I like spicy food, but I also really like vegetables, moments of silence. Yeah. I'm going to go with spicy food. Next question is simple. Are you extroverted or introverted? Y'all know me. I'm an extrovert. Girl groups versus boy groups. You can choose girl, boy, or you can't decide. You like them equally. It's time to get honest. I'm a boy group stan. I love the boy groups. The girlies, I like a lot of the girl groups and appreciate it, but in my heart of hearts, I'm standing hard for these boy groups. Well, well, well. It looks like I picked my new bias right because the question is, which one us member are you? I'm Kyunhee. Ha 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 ha. Excellent. Very happy with that. I knew it when I saw him in person, guys. I was like, that's my vibe. So perfect. That was a fun short quiz. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let me know your results. And again, congratulations to one us. Nice comeback. Excited to see what the future holds for this group. Now it's time to talk about Icon. Six-member boy band, they debuted back in 2015 under YG. Now they're under 143 Entertainment. Originally seven members, but B.I., who we've reviewed on this podcast, he left in 2019. So now there's six members. This is their first album since leaving YG. This is the first comeback, the first time we're hearing and seeing who they are outside of YG. They give us 10 songs. The album's called Take Off. And the single is called You. Okay, I love this. The throwback boy band sound. You've got funky guitar chords. I love Bobby's gravelly delivery. It's so refreshing in like perfect K-pop to hear a voice that actually has texture to it. I think he's so unique in this space and he's needed in this space. I'm always happy when Bobby opens his mouth. He's fantastic. That pre-chorus has early 2000s dance beat. The chorus here is really rhythmic and fun. It's just, it's a fun song. Jay kills it. I love his voice. It's a fun, happy song. I love fun, happy K-pop songs. The bridge is so freaking happy and poppy. And for some reason, I I thought about S Club 7. That's where my mind went the first time I listened to this. It's a pop, pop, pop song. By the way, rest in peace to Paul from S Club 7. But yeah, this is just a happy, fun pop song and I'm here for it. Music video was interesting because at the beginning, it looks like they're breaking Bobby out of the hospital facility he was being held in during his recent comeback videos. It's like a continuation. And maybe it's symbolic. They're breaking out from their old company and starting fresh. But it's fun. It's a fun feeling. This isn't a heavy, sad video. This is six guys breaking out, driving in a van, singing and having fun with each other. They eventually make it to a festival where they perform for their fans. So it's not like a crazy concept. It's a basic fun concept about being happy and kind of getting away from maybe something where you felt trapped and celebrating with the people you love. It's a very celebratory song and music video. I loved it. I like the choreo a lot. There's some grounded swag with these icon guys. I love their vibe and their choreo. The styling is cute. It's very boy next door. It's not K-pop styling. It's very the hot guy you see walking down the street. I love the styling. Handsome, real. There just seems to be a lot of authenticity in this comeback for them. And I love it. 
I love this vibe. I'm so here for it. I love the song. Now it's time to talk about the album. Great album. Great project. But the songs that I loved were Like a Movie, Driving Slowly, All the Way Home. Like a Movie, you get this acoustic guitar opening. And then I think Jay sounds like Neo during those first few lines. It really does. I had this real nostalgic feel of like, whoa, great vocals on this track. The beat that comes in adds to the heaviness of the lyrics. It's a really beautiful song. Shout out to the producers, songwriters, arrangers, mixers, everyone, and obviously the group and the vocalists. Like a movie feels like a movie. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful song. I also picked Driving Slowly. This is kind of a mid-tempo track with a country feel. And I really like this sound for them. It's very sweet and emotional and wholesome. It feels like something maybe Florida Georgia Line would do, or even Morgan Whalen. It's current. It's yeah, I would say Morgan Whalen. It's it's a little more current and it definitely has a country feel. And these guys can do that and pull it off. Country is all about storytelling. And I felt like this song was really pretty. And then I picked All the Way Here. This beat is so good. This entire album, there seems to be a through line with acoustic guitar and club beats. And it, I love it. It works so well. Uh, when the beat drops in this one and that chorus stays low and chill vocally, such a nice contrast. It's really, really nice. It works. And it kind of feels like a classic boy band 2000 song. Like they're in their bag with that nostalgic sound and it works so well. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so here for it. They also gave us three solo songs. Song debuts his trot sound. He's going to be a trot singer. So you get a trot song. DK has a sexy song in Kiss Me. And June brings emotion with this mid-tempo ballad, Want You Back. I got to be real, Kiss Me by DK is my favorite of the solo songs. I really liked that one. This group's hard for me, though, when it comes to biases. I've changed my bias quite a bit. Bobby is always there. He's always bias a wrecker, and he always will be. Again, I think he's just so unique and so real. The way he looks, his vibe, everything about him is very real and a little grittier than what we're used to in K-pop. Again, it's refreshing. So Bobby's always there. But I also love DK. I love Jay. I love all these guys. I think Icon, they're phenomenal. I can't imagine B.I. being in this group on top of it. Like, are you kidding me? Because he's a super, superstar. I can't wait for his new album. Great, great comeback from Icon. Absolutely love it. They smashed it. Let's get in a good mood. Let's listen to this new song. Get ready for some throwback pop. This is a fun one. This is You from Icon. What do you guys think? Are you feeling it? Do you like it? 
I love this song. I really, really love it. It's in contention for Song of the Week. A lot of good music this week. Congratulations to Icon. Congratulations. If this is kind of who they are away from YG, it's so liberating and fun. And I'm happy for them. And I'm proud of them. So a shout out, Icon. Really great comeback. I'm so here for it. Congratulations. Wishing you tons of success in your solo careers and hopefully the next Icon comeback. Let's get to some K-pop news. K-pop, oh, this world moves so quickly. I try to stay on top of it for you guys. So here's what's happened since I spoke to you last week. Seventeen debuted at number two on the Billboard 200. They were close, but they couldn't get that top spot. Morgan Whalen has held it for nine weeks. That dude is unstoppable on the charts right now. But I'm going to make a bold prediction on the pod. I think if it hasn't happened yet, it will happen. He will get knocked off. In June by Stray Kids. Stray Kids are going to have the number one album on the Billboard 200 again. Taking over the world. It's going to be an exciting time. (laughs) Jin Young from GOT7 enlisted. My bias from GOT7. Wishing him a safe enlistment. Kai will be enlisting tomorrow. I'm still like shocked by all of it. Just such a quick, quick enlistment for him. It's... It's tough being an XO fan. Um, Jimin. Jimin's collaborating with Kodak Black and other artists for the Fast X soundtrack. Congratulations to him. Excited to hear that track. Finally, Queendom. Finally, Young from NCT is making his solo debut. It's so weird to me that he hasn't already. He's such a superstar. He's the leader of 127. He's the leader of all of NCT. In Super M. I mean, he's, he's, I think when you say like, show me a perfect idol, it's Taeyong. Looks, charisma, singing, rapping, dancing, always shows up, always performs. And then behind the scenes, he's like the nicest, sweetest guy. Yeah, Taeyong's a superstar. So I cannot wait for this solo debut. Oh my goodness. And Do Young, another NCT man that I love, was officially named an ambassador for Dolce & Gabbana. So get that money, Fashion King. Pictures look fantastic. Omega X, congratulations to the guys of Omega X. It's official. They're completely done with Spire Entertainment. They had a really rough time continuing to root for them and pray that they come out on the other side of this. But congratulations, contract is officially done. CIX, we're getting a comeback from the men of CIX, May 29th. They always release fire music. Excited for that one. Sending some healing vibes to my bias from ATs. Wu Young is on hiatus due to an ankle injury. So he hurt his ankle and he was still performing. He would just like sit in a chair. But after going to the doctors, they said like, you need to rest, rest. You're hurt. So take all the time you need. I I know the pressure is so high, but honestly, your fans understand and aren't ever like mad that you take time. I wish more idols would take time, not just for physical injury, but also uh, mental. You, You need a break. You need time off. All of us in life, we need to take some time off. We need to take a break sometimes. Yeah. Let's, let's support everyone who goes on a hiatus. This is like the biggest news. And If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know my stance on all of this. Lucas has officially left NCT and Wavy. But what was interesting is the statement 
it wasn't like a traditional scandal. We've terminated our contract. Wish him luck in the future. SM said after a lot of really detailed conversations, they both decided that Lucas would leave the groups and he would be focusing on solo activities. So it sounds like he's still a part of SM and he's going to be a solo act. Good for him. I, whatever, however, he's happy. I want Lucas to be happy, healthy, and be able to express himself through music again. He's a superstar. What happened to him is completely unfair. It's completely unfair. And I wish fans would stop dogpiling on people when rumors come out. Because unless there's real evidence, you're ruining someone's career. There's also a lot of talk that if Lucas was Korean, the label would have sued the the girls that said he played them. That's pretty much what he got in trouble for. He played these girls and he was dating a bunch of girls at the same time. Okay. Name me like a 21-year-old superstar who looks like Lucas who isn't. Sorry. If you listen to previous episodes, <laughs> I'm not going to go off. I'm going to rein in the Emily monologue on this. But the way that he was attacked, they called him a sexual assaulter. All of this stuff was just completely insane. And you have to take responsibility for your actions. If you're one of those people that was dogpiling, not only do you ruin careers, but how many suicides have we seen in K-pop? And that's what I worry about when someone's on hiatus. I get really scared. And uh, I think more people should and more of you listeners should take into account not to get on the hate train because uh, rumors, unfounded rumors, come out about someone. Lucas has really gone through it the past two years. He's had to sit on the sideline for two years. He's in this contract with SM. So I just want to send him a lot of support and love. No one knows what really happened and transpired in all of this, but even the accusations to me didn't warrant anything. Being a jerky guy who plays girls, yeah, you're a jerk. You're not a good person. That sucks, and that's not right. But no one in the United States would have a career. None of these famous people would have a career if that was the standard here. Let's let human beings be human and stop this idol thing and holding people to these standards of morality it's murky and I'm not a big fan of it. And um, I would just hope that we can show a lot more love and kindness and forgiveness and remember that these people are humans. I know we call them idols and it's a different culture and a different system, but there's still a human element that when this stuff happens seems to not register with a lot of fans. So good luck to Lucas. Obviously the soup, the future of super M seems like that's not going to happen. SM said that they were having a comeback this year, but now Lucas is gone and Kai is gone. Rough times over there at SM. Rough times. I hope they kind of get it together and Lucas can definitely be a solo artist. Good luck to him. Excited to see what he does. I just hate that it took two years and I hate that his label didn't sue those people and protect him because they should have. So maybe one day when I run my label, you're not coming at my artist like that. Oh, I would sue you so fast. <laughs> False allegations, rude careers, not on my watch. I digress. But good luck to Lucas. Rooting for you. And I hope it works out. And I wish SM would handle these things better in the future. So that's it. That's all I've got for you this week. Now it's time for my song of the week. And this one I really went back and forth on. I was conflicted on my song of the week because there were a lot of really good songs this week there was nothing that I was so obsessed with like last week there were a few songs that just got me this week there were good songs 
So I went back and forth, but really the song that resonates the most with me at this moment of recording is Until We Meet Again from Espa. The message is perfect. It's perfect. And it's how I feel ending this chapter of my career and of my life and what this has meant to me. It's a bittersweet goodbye. I'm excited for my next podcast. Don't worry. I'm not taking a break. I will be reviewing and talking about music. That's going to launch. Do a little soft launch the week after. So in two weeks, my new podcast will launch. And it's going to be K-pop. And I'm going to be doing new releases. But there's also going to be some fun stuff. There's going to be interviews. There's going to be guests. There's going to be some fun elements, maybe some video content, things that we haven't had on this podcast that I was able to kind of learn what works and what doesn't in doing New York City K-pop queens. And I'm going to try my best to bring that into the next one. So I will be talking about K-pop. I really hope and pray y'all stay with me. I feel so connected to you, Queendom, and your support means the world. Honestly, even these past couple episodes, I was really hoping Charity and I could finish this out together, but she was unable to. And I was worried. I thought like, what if people don't listen? They don't just want to listen to me. The numbers haven't changed. Y'all are coming back every week to hear me and to support me. Thank you. Sincerely. Thank you. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. And next week, that's it. So it's the finale. It's the final encore. No reviews. It's going to be a fun show celebrating the past three years. So make sure to watch Twitter. There's going to be a lot of fun poll questions. Slide into those DMs. Let's get a lot of queendom shout outs next week. And let's celebrate and end on a high note. You all know me. If you're part of the queendom and you listen to this podcast, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm very vulnerable and emotional. So of course there will be tears next week. I cannot promise that it's all going to be fun. Um, Get ready. (laughs) But I'm going to do my best. I want this to be a celebration. This has just been an amazing experience and it's going to be fun. So I will talk to you next week. The final episode of New York City K-Pop Queens. Almost here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of my life welcoming me into your life every week. It's so amazing. And um, yeah, I I have so much to say. I'm going to save it for next week. Next week's the big send off. Great music this week. Check out the comebacks from Espa, One Us, and Icon. There's a playlist for every episode so you guys can listen to the songs I've talked about. And then also if I'm like, hey, this reminds me of this Goo Goo Dolls song. That song's always in the playlist too, just for your reference. That's there in the description of the podcast. I will talk to you next week. Let's go out on a high note and let's celebrate this queendom. Best listeners in all of podcasting, but for sure in music commentary, for sure in K-pop podcast, I know I have the best listeners and I'm so grateful for you. I hope that you're happy and healthy and you have a wonderful weekend and I will be back next week. I love you so much, queendom. Bye.